and hear all you who fear the Lord, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If anything at all was going to resolve from this, this waiting and this infertility journey was, I wanted my body to be like somewhat restored. You know, I I really don't feel like I necessarily heard directly from him. I a lot of worship music like helped comfort me. Um but I can't think of something like where God was just like specifically here like like I'm going to carry you through this. You're going to be okay. Like I knew he was and I you know, opened scripture and looked at it and said like He's with me and he's going before me, but I don't see it. <laughs> I don't wow. feel it, <laughs> but I know it's happening. But, I, you know, it's just one of those things where I have to have faith, even though I can't see it. In a deceptive and backwards world, we are starved for true identity purpose, and most of all, hope. We want to be loved, encouraged, and known. We are desperate for a tribe to rejoice with, lament with, and to break bread with as his kingdom comes. This season on Basketful of Bread, you will hear more stories of God's resurrecting power and biblical heart transformations that have altered future generations. We will armor up, and I'll pray for you and all the saints. And together, we will see God's promises unfold and petition to be overcomers. We will marinate in the book of Romans, belly laugh, chat about heaven-sent approaches for healing, see the miraculous in Juniper, rope Matt into some Matt chats, and God willing, there will be a beautiful birth story along the way. Hi, you guys. My name is Bethany, and I'm grateful you're here. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Basketful of Bread. This is my first story, my first resurrection story to share. This is Courtney's story, and I'm so excited um, because Courtney is somebody that I've known for many years. I've seen her walk this journey out from afar. Um, and really, when I think of Courtney, I just think of a steadfast, faithful servant. Her journey is one of infertility to fertility, and it's a, it has a beautiful ending. You're going to love it. Um, but what's so interesting, what strikes me about her story is how she really was in the waiting for a long time, and she really wasn't hearing anything super clear. It was just kind of like, keep going. Uh, and she did. She did keep going, and... She remained so faithful even through different, you know, hurdles and really just doing everything she possibly could to stay on the path um, that she felt the Lord was leading them on. And so I'm just so grateful, Courtney, that you came on and I just love this conversation we had. I know it's going to bless so many people. So without further ado, this is Courtney's story. 
Hi, Courtney. Hi. Yay. I'm so glad this is working. Me too. (laughs) So I'm so grateful that you're here. And um, I would love, before we dive in, um, to just pray over our time together. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. So so I'm just going to pray, Father. Thank you so much for Courtney and thank you that she has been so vocal over the years, sharing her story, testifying to your goodness, um, just being a beacon of light for as long as I've known her, encouraging me and everyone around her. And so I just pray favor on her father as she shares more tonight and that you would just, um, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would just be pleasing to you tonight, Father, in our conversation, would just give you all the glory. So we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So welcome to Basketful of Bread, you guys. I've got Courtney on and she is quite an instagrammer she's hope filled in the everyday right is that right yes (laughs) so she's on there you guys and has been for a while um just sharing her journey just so vulnerable sharing stories and just keeping it real and she's really on a mission for Jesus um Courtney do you want to tell us just a little bit about you and your background and kind of what you're doing on social media and out in the world and that kind of thing yeah so um my name is Courtney my husband and I and um our baby girl moved to Wince or sorry Greensboro <laughs> already already confusing cities moved to Greensboro. <laughs> And um, we love it here. Um, We're enjoying it. This is actually where I met uh, Bethany. I uh, went to UNCG and that is where Bethany and I actually met. Um, I am a full-time nanny. I moved back to this area and started nannying again. Our baby is 10 months as of yesterday, which is kind of crazy. So crazy. (laughs) Time is flying. And um, I, um, so for Instagram, uh, Hope Filled in the Everyday started as just a blog, Um, just a blog to share whatever's on my heart and share with the world what's going on. And then it turned into sharing my infertility journey with everybody, just kind of like processing it, um, but also sharing it in trying to create a space for women to talk about it, because I feel like um, it's often not talked about. Like we, we struggle with infertility and we just keep it to ourselves or family and a few friends. Um, but statistically, it's one in four people that struggle with it. So there's a lot more people that struggle with it that, than we know. So, yeah. Wow. 
Wow. So yeah, so you, you started out blogging and just kind of putting the journey out there. And did you connect with other moms uh, along the way while you were kind of doing the blog and the and then moving into the Instagram? Yeah, I connected with a ton of women who were struggling with infertility, whether it was their first time having a baby or um, there was just you know, you know, years gap between, um, trying, um, for their second or third or, you know, what, whatever. Um, but I've, I've connected with a lot of women, um, through Instagram, like, I'm like, I have so many friends and they're all over the place. Um, and it's been really awesome to come alongside each other and pray for each other and just like talk about whatever's going on. Yeah. Yeah, that is so awesome. It's really true. Like you can really, you can truly meet some, some really like lifelong soul sisters via the gram. It's, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So one thing that I want to ask our, our guests that come on is what is something that you pray frequently? I think now just being content with what, uh, season of life we're in and having a baby, um, and just always on the move and always making sure that, you know, our life (laughs) is in, you know, a certain amount of time because of naps and bedtimes and, you know, whatnot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just a lot. And I, want to be enjoying it content in it and also like trying not to blink because I I don't want to miss it (laughs) yeah yes like really being in the moment being present Mm -hmm. yeah that's so good when you were embarking on this journey of um wanting a baby and things weren't really going the way that you had hoped. Did you feel like, or did you hear from the Lord? Like, was there a promise? Was there something there from him? Um, like leading up to like during that time as you're processing through, or what did that look like? I feel like waiting my season of waiting was, it was around five years. And honestly, it just felt like a roller coaster. There were times when I was um, it, uh, with, I was okay with what was happening. And then there were times where I'm like, I'm not okay with like waiting. I don't want to wait anymore. I just want like a clear answer. Is this going to happen or not happen? Or um, like give me a medical reason why it can't happen. So then like we can just cross it off the board and move on. Um, so there's just a lot of like being stuck and not knowing where and what God was doing. <laughs> mm, yeah. And are we still waiting? Like, I don't want to wait anymore. I just want clarification and answers. So. Yeah. So did you, so did you feel like it was like silence kind of from the Lord? Like it was just like, you're in a waiting room and you don't even know like how long you're going to be there. Yeah, or I kind of, like, the picture of, like, climbing up a mountain 
and you're trying to get to the peak, you know, like the good, the goodness, like out of the valley and you're climbing and you like get over a hump and you're like, Oh, I'm almost there. And then you realize there's like more humps to get like climb over and more rocks and more things like preventing you from getting up there. So it it kind of felt like that. Like I was stuck on an incline and I wasn't going anywhere. Mm. No hope. Oh, that's so hard to change. No hope. And that's so interesting that you named your Instagram Hope mm-hmm. Filled Every Day. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me about that. Um, because I, I know that our hope comes from God, right? But I I think I needed the reminder myself, like that I can find hope in every single day, no matter what that like whatever's happening in our lives or whatever situation we're in whether it's waiting or something else you know a death in the family or whatnot um any of that I was just like I think I was needing the encouragement and the hope and seeing it more than probably my viewers or you know my followers needed but I definitely needed it (laughs) yeah because you're like declaring that this is true mm-hmm. even though you know your circumstances are like not what you want right now you're still like standing on the the hope of Jesus and and what I love Courtney is that you're encouraging and chose to encourage people in that season of waiting you chose to project hope and like not to just wallow mm-hmm. which is Amazing. That is so powerful for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So you kind of gave us some good background on, a, you know, a sweep of what you're walking through. Infertility for five years in the waiting, not really knowing. Um, walk me through, walk us through like the last year of waiting just, I'm going to be quiet and I just want you to share this story from the last, like the last little bit of waiting into some things happening. Spoiler alert, you guys already know, but, <laughs> but tell us just the story and, and share with us, just testify sister and just tell us, you know, what God did and what it was like and how it felt and um, just all the details that you want to share. Okay. I think the best place to start is um, back a little more than a year. So I um, started going to the doctor, the OBGYN, to just get tested to make sure like things things were functioning okay and things were healthy. Um, and during that time. They gave me some hormones to try to help me ovulate um, to get pregnant, and they gave me a, you know, a, a really low dose to start out with. And I, they have you come in at a certain point in your cycle to check to see if there's, you know, any good um, eggs that are maturing and they didn't see me so they upped my dose in the middle of the same cycle and then 
I came back again and they upped my dose again um, in the same cycle. So um, it was a lot of hormones going into my body and through all those hormones was a lot of anxiety. I went to church one day and was just like overwhelmed. Like I had to leave quickly because something that my body was facing was like just stressors like it just was stressful and I and I I'm not someone that really had a lot of anxiety I definitely had anxiety during pregnancy but but anyway I it just was it was weird so I was like okay I can't I can't keep putting hormones in my body because something's broken something's wrong and I want to get to the bottom of what's what's happening. I want to stop putting band-aid on, you know, whatever's going on. I want to get to the bottom of this. So I started seeking out natural remedies, um, essential oils to looking at environmental things like what in my environment could be impacting my hormones. And then I also went the like practitioner or not practitioner a I think he was a chiropractor but he also does kinesiology and so basically he did this mobo jobo thing on me (laughs) and um, gave me tons and tons of Chinese herbs medicines supplements um I think I counted one day and I think it was like 28 supplements a day wow and it was like, oh my gosh, okay. So I, I did that for like maybe two months. And then I was like, okay, this can't be the answer either. Like, I mean, maybe it's helping, but I don't know. And I don't feel like taking this many supplements for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, I want to figure out what's happening and um, continue to get to the bottom of it. And so I just focused on looking at all the things, doing all the research, um, and hormone helps balance my cycle some, and so I was like, okay, like a glimpse of hope, like my cycle's starting to get more regular, I'm feeling a little more, like, hopeful, but another year goes by, and I'm like, it's, it's not, it's helping my cycle, and it's helping solve the problems that are broken in my body but it's it I'm not getting pregnant it felt like we were at a crossroads of like either we go the IVF route or we don't um I personally had decided like a way in advance that wasn't something I wanted to do um so because of that, we were just kind of at a standstill. Either God's gonna <laughs> get us pregnant or or not. We kind of just were like, okay, so now what? <laughs> Um, and right before COVID hit in January of 2020, we announced that we were adopting. 
So we were starting the fundraise, fundraising to um, adopt domestically. Um, and then COVID came. So I had, I think, maybe two or three fundraisers before things closed down. Um, and I, we waited till the end of that year to figure out what like what should we do do we there's so much unknown with with um the virus and like is this really feasible to try to adopt when there's so much other stuff going on so the end of 2020 we decided to pull out of the adoption and close and either revisit it later or foster so we were at another crossroads of just like waiting again. Here we are. We thought we were like going down this road, road to become parents. And yet it felt like it kept fisting. Like nothing was, was definite. Nothing was specifically an answer to our problems. Um, so we were waiting we weren't sure what's going on we kind of looked into foster care a little bit but not really just kind of did some research on it um and then we found out we were pregnant wow so you guys were looking into fostering Mm -hmm. and then you found out you're pregnant (laughs) yes and talk about a shock like we had done so many pregnancies tested tests and all of them came back negative. So when <clears throat> I took that test and got it, it came like immediately almost the line changed and there were two lines all of a sudden. <clears throat> I was like in shock. Cam was in shock, my husband. We both were like, what? Like, no way. Like, what is going on? Is this a, like, is this a joke? Like what? <laughs> Um, like, is this a false positive, like positive, what do we do? And so we, I mean, I think over the course of like a couple days took like probably seven or nine pregnancy tests to make sure. Um, so were you, were you, were you like completely off like hormones and Chinese herbs and like all of that stuff by then? Or were you still like trying, you know, here and there with some different things? So the only thing I was using was essential oils. Um, I wasn't using anything else. What? Yeah. so cool. What, what, what essential oils were you using? Just curious. I was using, or I use Young Living. Okay. And they have like a fertility blend or something? They have um, two different blends. Um, one is that I was using specifically. Um, one is called, oh gosh, now I'm blanking. Why am I blanking on the names? But oh, it, one is Indiflex. Indiflex, um, you roll on your thyroid um, and it can help your thyroid balance. And then my uh, the other one that you, I was using was Progestance. I'm probably butchering the name, sorry. Um, And it is specifically for like PMS and just your cycle regulation, your symptoms, all that stuff. 
Um, wow. So yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Of course, you know, the Lord made it, so it's good. Yeah. If anything at all was going to resolve from this this waiting in this infertility journey was I wanted my body to be like somewhat restored. I wanted some mm-hmm. and God did that. Um and which was amazing. And if I got a baby, great. But I I really wanted to, my body to be fixed first. Wow. Yeah, because you had felt like things were just off, like the cycle, the hormones and all of that. So you were on a journey like to heal your body. And of course, you would be thrilled for a baby, but you really just wanted to like re- get things balanced, you know, and that is that's kind of what I'm hearing you say. Yes. What did your conversations with God look like? You kind of touched on it a little bit. You're like, what's happening? Did you hear from him? Like, was there any specific words you got or anything that was like a defining moment during that waiting period? You know, I I really don't feel like I necessarily heard directly from him. I a lot of worship music like helped comfort me. Um, but I can't think of something like where God was just like specifically here, like, like I'm going to carry you through this. You're going to be okay. Like I knew he was, and I, you know, opened scripture and looked at it and said, like, he's with me and he's going before me, but I don't see it. (laughs) I don't feel it. but I know it's happening, but I, you know, it's just one of those things where I have to have faith, even though I can't see it. And it's, that's really hard. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I have chills just like hearing that statement because that is, man, if that's not walking with the Lord, like what is, um, so there were certain songs. Do you remember like any of the songs or scriptures that were encouraging to you? So the song, Yes, I Will, is one of the songs, um, the words like, it says, I, on one thing, that same God never fails, that he mm. will not fail now, and he won't fail me now. In the waiting, the same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. And it's, yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless mm. your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days. Oh, yes, I will. Um, Mm. That was like a super powerful song um, in the season. Wow. So good. I love it. Is that that the vertical worship band, I think? Is that what it is? I think it is. I feel like there's tons of versions of all songs so i don't ever know who exactly sang it <laughs> who created it? i don't know <laughs> yeah. well, song. i'll put that down so people can go listen to it because that is such an encouraging song for when you are feeling like you're climbing up that mountain and then you hit a valley and then another mountain and it's just like how to posture your heart so that's awesome did you have any friends that would come alongside you and just like 
walk, just like walk closely with you or, you know, just you said it was five years. So that's a long time. Um, Is there anybody, you know, anything that sticks out to you for how, you know, you were ministered to by them or just kind of seen by um, people in your community? So, yeah, I had several friends that were aware of what was going on and some friends even struggling with it themselves. Um, And so, you know, people to bounce off things with and just like let all the emotions go. And then also um, someone to help me when like uh, other people announced they were pregnant or, you know, Mm -hmm. know, those kinds of times there were people that came and just checked on me, which was Mm. very kind because it's hard in the waiting season to grieve and simultaneously be joyful for these people. (laughs) It's a, you know, it's just, it's hard to balance for sure. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So talk to me about that. Like what, like, you know, you're talking about grieving. Of course you want to be joyful for whoever is telling you they're pregnant, but you're like gutted. Um, tell me just like, what, what does, what did that feel like? You know, can you describe like truly how, like how your heart was feeling like in those times? Um, it was, it was really hard because I mean, specifically, like I remember having some friends over for dinner and, they announced it, um, at dinner. And I mean, there were other friends there and, um, there was only one friend that knew like we were struggling. And so it's hard because, you know, not everyone knew. So it was kind of like, it's like, how can you, they just don't know. They have no idea (laughs) that Mm -hmm. it's something that's heavy on our hearts. Um, yeah. So I can't, it's like hard to put into words. Like it's, um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know (laughs) how to, how to, this is, it's hard because you want to celebrate your friends, but you just have to figure out how to navigate that and how to put boundaries up and maybe tell them, inform them later when it's a different time, you know? Um, right. But it's, it's definitely hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you had, you know, these friends that would check in on you when things like that would happen and were like walking with you and you guys could, you know, bear each other's burdens. Um, that's so good. Were they, did they live close to you or was it, um, via, you know, technology? No. So, um, I would say my support system was, was close. They were either, um, coworkers slash friends or, um, people that just knew me really well. Um, yeah. like some friends and mentors and, um, they all spoke into that all like the whole time. So. That's awesome that you had people close. Were 
were you always into like, you know, cause you went to, you got, you went to the chiropractor and did like the stuff right? and then the Chinese herbs and all the things and then the oils and whatever else. Were you always kind of into like a more like homeopathic realm of medicine or, cause I know you tried, you know, the hormones too. Tell me about kind of how that shift happened. So a couple of things. So in this journey of waiting and infertility and all that, I found out I had IBS or some people call it IBD, um, irritable bowel disease or syndrome. Um, and what they didn't tell me is it's actually classified as an autoimmune disease. And so that factor, when I learned that at the chiropractor, I was like, what? They didn't tell me that. Um, I started changing my diet. I started looking into anything and everything, like I had said earlier, um, that could disrupt my hormones. So we got rid of candles. We got um, tons of oils, cleaning products are clean, you know, all those things, um, just as natural as possible um, to help my body, you know, regulate itself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting because autoimmune, you know, diseases really, you, you have a lot of control environmentally, you know, just cause it's like, they say like you're, you have a loaded gun cause you're preconditioned to it or whatever. It's the environment and what goes in your body that can really trigger it. And, um, it's amazing that you kind of came to that understanding and were so disciplined to make those changes. Yeah. I mean, I was very rigid for a very long time and then slowly, like, you know, you can reintroduce things to your diet and stuff um, so that, you know, you can see what really triggers your body. Um, So, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So you're doing the oils and you are like, about to start fostering and then you find out you're pregnant and you guys cannot believe it and then what happens <sighs> we end up with a baby girl no i'm just kidding <laughs> fast forward no, I'm kidding. um that whole journey of being pregnant came with a whole nother side of the waiting like the flip side of waiting right so you wait so long for something you so deeply desire and then it comes and you're not feeling well you've got anxiety you're afraid that your baby isn't going to make it to you know all the the marks the first trimester the second trimester you're afraid that there's going to be something wrong with the baby like this is i i felt constantly like lord is this too good to be true should I be like cautious? Like, can I be excited about this? Like, what if it's mm. constantly like, Oh, I don't know. Like, how do I, how do I approach this? And, like, I'm excited, but I'm also really nervous. Like, what if God just decides to take it away from me? Like, then, wow. um, you know, I, I've know people that have struggled with, um, you know, losing their pregnancy. So I think, I think just all my anxiety just was like festering and all those thoughts, like the whole entire time during pregnancy were there. Just, it's just, I was 
it was hard. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And, and that's like such a real thing. Um, anxiety in pregnancy. And of course you had it doubly, probably not just from the hormones, but from the history and what you had walked through, you know, to get to that point, you know, the thing that was like the, from the depths of your heart, it's like so hard to even keep hoping, you know, because you're like, you know, am I going to get crushed? Is this, is this too much to ask for? you're having those thoughts the enemy's trying to steal your joy and make this like beautiful miraculous moment (laughs) agony for you what you know what was it like kind of like battling through that through the of your pregnancy it was a constant battle for sure um I I just had to constantly like lean on my husband a lot because I'd like just constantly just saying like here's what I'm feeling like because I had to tell somebody you know and I I feel like also I think I because I was so vocal about my um infertility journey I kind of like froze when I had fertility journey because I was like, I have no idea what I'm getting into. Oh my gosh, is this what it's really like? Why is, why didn't anyone tell me? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Every mom ever. You're like, wait a second. (laughs) I think it, I think it was a constant battle and a lot just, I think the enemy wanted to steal my joy for sure. Mm, yeah, that totally that that like roaring lion lurking around trying to snatch it. Oh, it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got through it though, and I did. Um, <laughs> and now you have a precious baby girl. Did you guys find out you're having a girl? We did. I told my husband I was like we can not find out the next one but like I have to know like I have to know <laughs> yes. so I can buy all the clothes and like be like I've waited so long for this <laughs> I've got yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I love that I love that and so did you go like all the way did you go full term did you have to have an induction or like how did that go so we made it to 38 weeks and I went to the doctor to go, I mean, just like to check, check on everything <clears throat> and he stripped my membrane. Um, and so I took the day off just in case something like crazy happened. And I'm, I'm really glad I did because I kind of like had cramping and like felt contractions all day. Um, and then like the moment my husband walked in the door, um, that night I was like, um, I'm having really constant contractions. Like, um, I think we need to go to the hospital. (laughs) Dinner was in the oven. So we turned off the oven. Dinner was left there in the oven (laughs) for several days. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> we went, we drove to the hospital and um, they have like a triage area for you to when you come in and they checked to see how dilated I was. And I was like four centimeters. And then they came back and checked on me in a couple hours. Um, and I had dilated more. And then within a couple minutes of them leaving after checking on in on me, my water broke. So they took me to a room <clears throat> after that. Um, and oh gosh, what did they, what did we do? Um, <laughs> oh, I had an epidural, um, and then slept through the night, kind of, sort of rested Got up. some rest, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and oh gosh, I think nine, they were like, like by nine or I feel like by nine, um, I was fully dilated nine centimeters. Um, nine in the, nine in the morning you were like the next day mm-hmm. yeah nice and then I mean I think I pushed for like 30 minutes and then my epidural fell out so they had to put my epidural back in a new one <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I think within like 20 minutes or so she she was she was out and ready <laughs> girl and what was it like just holding her you know in your arms you know I have felt both ways like I've kind of felt like a thank god that's over like (laughs) hi I'm your mother that was intense I love you and I've also had the like you're here moment you know what what was it like for you I was just so excited for her to be out of my body and for me to actually be able to hold her. I was just thrilled. I think we had been waiting um, since like Thanksgiving. (laughs) Like we were were, like anxiously waiting. She came December 14th. Um, And so I, we were just like, Oh my gosh, can you come now? (laughs) Like, how about now? Oh my goodness. So, and then um, how did you guys decide on a name for her? So we were trying to pick names that were like somewhat gender neutral. Um, Brooklyn is actually used to be a boy's name. Um, yeah. Like if you look at the, I don't know, the information or history behind it, <clears throat> it used to be like a boy's name. And so we chose Brooklyn because I'm like, oh, it could be either way. Like, we can use um, Brooks if it's a boy or um, Brooklyn if it's a girl. So we decided that was the way to go. I love that. That's such a good, that's like such a good idea. I was sort of prepared. I had like a one gender neutral outfit because I'm like, what if it's, a, it's actually a boy. Like we're, we're gonna. Believe, you're like that's not really a girl. Did yeah. you not believe? Her? Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so funny. Oh my goodness, Courtney, you've been through it, girl. Um, gosh, what an intense journey. Do you, you know, now that you've kind of been on the other, now that you are, you're on the other side of it, and <clears throat> you know, you have some, t- you've had some time to kind of. Ooh, like, okay, made it through that. Do you have just any advice 
um, one for anybody walking through a similar journey or two, um, people that are walking beside somebody walking through that journey. Yeah, that's, um, so for, for people who are walking through infertility, just know one, you're not alone. There are so many women going through it or have gone through it. Um, and we're always willing to talk about it. Like a lot more people are wanting to talk about it. Um, but also just know that when you go to the doctor, their opinion and their diagnosis doesn't mean it's like definite. Like it's important to still advocate for yourself. And if you feel like what they're telling you isn't correct, or you feel like you need more opinions, go get the other opinions. It's like, it's valuable to go explore different avenues because sometimes one doctor is only looking at it from a specific lens. Um, and it's not, it's not their fault. It's just what they're specializing in. And so if you go see the whole, holistic, the whole body kind of, um, and get different doctor's opinions, you're going to get more, um, information about what might be going on. Um, and also you can always refuse things, right? You don't have to take the hormones if you feel like that's not the way you want to, um, uh, address what's happening um and it's and and my like talk about it share with your friends allow someone to walk with you through it it's hard but it it's on the flip side you're gonna see like how important those people were um to talk to you and walk you through it um for someone who is walking alongside somebody who is struggling with infertility, um, prayer, check-ins. If you know they have a doctor's appointment, check in after them. How are you feeling? Like they don't have to necessarily go through all the details, but just check in on them. Um, you know, if they want to, don't want to share everything that that's okay, but, um, be just available for them. Um, I think it's like so valuable. Um, yeah. So good. I love what you said about, I mean, I love it all. I love the advice that you gave, you know, advocating for yourself. You don't have to do it. Everything they say, unless you want to do it, it's your choice. Mm -hmm. And then just the advice of, you know, for having friends that are walking through it, like just, just, you know, showing up, just checking in, just Mm -hmm. making yourself available. I know that goes such a long way for anybody walking through anything tumultuous. Oh, Courtney, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I'm so grateful that you've just, you've been such a steadfast, faithful follower of Jesus. Like when I look back at you, as long as I've known you all those years, you know, you're somebody who modeled 
just like a quiet life for Jesus. And you, of course, vocalizing boldly your testimony. But um, I just commend you, sister. And I just thank you for just you know, living it out. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I like shudder to ask this question, but I'm like, we're going to go there. Why not? Um, okay. So <laughs> I'm taking it back to like UNCG. Okay. Um, just for, just for kicks. We'll just wrap it up. Okay. I feel like, I feel like I was, a, I was a terrible. I just like was a roommate. I just like, didn't know how to be a roommate. Courtney was so gracious. So kind. I was like, always like freaking out about like people robbing us or whatever <laughs> um mm. i wanted to ask you like shutter what you know like what do you remember like it's such a long time ago like how many years ago is that like really long? Uh, <laughs> i don't know 12 15 years ago it's been a while but do you have any memories that would spark something good or bad you can lay it out there of like just our time together because we we didn't room together originally um we were across the hall and we just bonded we were just like I don't know we just really got along so well and then we ended up moving out somewhere together like the next year which was short-lived but anyways anything you want to dig up and share I mean you know I feel like some of like the, specifically the time we roomed together was such a blur um, because it wasn't long. <laughs> but I, I remember what I loved, like being in the gray dorm, which if you've been to UNCG, you'll know that like that's the all girls dorm. Like just what a community it was. Like there were just so many women or girls that just we connected and hung out. Um, and it was just amazing and it was something that was like oh after college didn't realize how precious and like valuable those friendships were um during during that season of you know being at school yeah it was such a like sweet wholesome you know just it was the all girls dorm so for the most part it was just like a lot of like really sweet girls that lived on the same hall which was really cool <laughs> mm-hmm I don't know. Is there anything that you remember? I just remember you being the sweetest person and like we had the best time. I remember one time you asked me to um, like look at one of your papers or something. And do you remember? No. <laughs> okay. You asked me to look at one of your papers. This was, this was when we lived in gray together because <clears throat> you're right. We lived in the apartment together two seconds and then like people were breaking into like our cars my car got broken into for the first of many and I like was so scared I was like this is not a safe place blah 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 in hindsight I'm like okay yeah no one's gonna come break in to your house so you're fine but I didn't know but I remember you asking me to like help you or you're just like can you read through this paper you know and like just let me know what you think and I was the worst like I had no, like, I had not learned, like, kindness. I don't even know. But I remember you were, like, so gutted. Do you re do you remember this? No. You're I, like, 
block this out of my brain. I felt so bad, like, later on in life. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, I have to learn how to become a teacher so I don't ever do that, you know, to anybody ever again. But I just remember I was like, okay, you should fix this and that, you know, whatever. And you were like, okay, so it didn't scar you for life. That makes me feel better. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> okay. Good.